If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick. Stand on the line, let the game begin. Everybody's gonna lose, and I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick. This is my luck. Shalom, everybody, and Lashana Tova. A little late, but the episodes that were falling on and around Rosh Hashanah have come and gone, and I, being the bad Jew that I am, did not mention it. Uh, you are once again listening to. Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel on Radio Free Brooklyn. That was my uh, <laughs> Yiddish Hebrew version of Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, I bet I don't know if you've noticed. Uh, did a couple episodes where I bounced around uh, the globe mm-hmm. with our entrance, and that was the Hebrew one. Yeah, that was Hebrew. Yep, back to Brooklyn. Israeli listeners. Um, yeah, this is the show, Noel, where people tune in. Yeah. To hear our incredible ideas. Fantastic ideas. Uh, wherein our sole goal, only purpose, raising the etra. Is to get you rich as fast as humanly possible. And all we ask in return, Noldenine, is? It's 10%. Tithe us. That's all. You know, we come up with ideas. We do nothing from that point. You take those ideas. <laughs> we, didn't do, we generally don't do too much to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'll go with that. We do nothing from that point on. Yeah. You take those ideas you and action them. Action. And you make those ideas into I realities. <laughs> and then you reap rewards and you don't forget your roots. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget the people whose shoulders you stood on. Yeah. To reach those heights to grasp that golden apple, yeah. as it were. Yeah. And you give them 10%. That sounds fair to me. And those people are Josh and Noel. That's us. That's right. Uh, Noel. Yeah, Josh. How are you today, buddy? I am fantastic. Do you have anything you'd like to talk about today? Uh, I do have something I was thinking about. Oh, just thinking about it. All yeah. right. Do you not want to talk about it? I will. Okay. I uh, put those, like you will action our ideas. Uh-huh. I will put these thoughts into words. <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> that's as much action as we're capable of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, uh, uh, I, I had a tooth that when I was younger, I used to like. It had like a filling, and then I like broke it, and then uh, it got <clears throat> fixed, and then uh, I was. Uh, where was I? <laughs> I was I was somewhere. I was, I was working, and uh, it. Just started hurting mm-hmm. bad, uh, so I was humming and hawing. I don't like going to the dentist, even though uh, my dad was a dentist at the time. There was a dental office in our house. Is that what your dad did? Is yep. that what he was a doctor of? Yep. Oh, he's a no dental idea. surgeon. No idea. Um, and so uh, I was working with this guy, Sri Lankan, uh-huh. and he was like, "Just take some cloves and put them in like chewing tobacco, and it'll help out." So I did, it did, I weathered the storm, and before I broke down and said, Dad, can you do something about this tooth, uh, it went away. Completely went away. Mm -hmm. Uh, About six months later, (laughs) I was in, uh, in Chicago, actually, at the time, visiting my family, 
and uh, the hurt <laughs> in this tooth came back. Uh huh. Huge. Yeah. And along with the hurt came fevers. Mm. And uh-huh. uh, giant blisters inside my mouth that I was in such pain, I was taking pins and just sticking it in my gums, oh my and it was pus coming out. Oh, God. And I was taking, uh, my, my family had five kids, so they had lots of little toy tools and stuff, and I was taking these little <laughs> wrenches and trying to pull my tooth out. <laughs> Luckily, I did not get that done. Uh-huh. Uh, so I came back. From Chicago to Toronto. Uh-huh. And uh, I was about to go back to school. My dad was about to leave the country. Uh, and I was like, I need to get something done here. Uh-huh. And so he gave me a root canal. Uh-huh. And apparently what had happened is when it hurt before is when I should have had a root canal. Oh, That's yeah. That's when I had an abscess. Yeah. And when it stopped hurting is when the nerve died. Oh, God. And when it started hurting again is when the root rotted and was poisoning my skull. Oh, uh, my God. So, uh, got a root canal done. And as I said, my dad actually was in the process of moving out of Canada at the time. Uh-huh. And I... Uh, few years later, the tooth broke again. <laughs> so I go to the dentist, or, or yeah, I think, I, yeah, the tooth broke. And they, I go to my dentist, I'm out of school, living in Chicago, uh-huh. and they take an x-ray of it, and there's all these things on the bottom of it. So they pull it, and I don't know if uh, my father dentist was in a... Uh, a distraught state or <laughs> or just in such a rush to leave Canada at the uh-huh. time. But there were, you know, those like pins that they file out the roots with of your... I've never had a root canal. Okay, so if you get a root canal, they have yeah. almost like a, a pin that's gotten <clears throat> serrated. Uh-huh. And they use that and they kind of file the inside of your tooth. Uh-huh. And there were a couple of those in there sticking out the bottom of the tooth. <laughs> And uh, and I was like, I was I was not of the best spirits at the uh-huh. time. And I was telling the dentist that this uh, this woman and her assistant, I was like that. Uh, <laughs> my dad did that, <laughs> and they're like, and to make me feel better, they were telling uh-huh. me stories about how uh, they've seen worse from people from Russia who had cement in their teeth. <laughs> but yeah, so. Uh, <clears throat> and then, and so now I have no tooth there, and you you can never get one, right? I, I could get an implant. I don't want to get a bridge because they, that would ruin things. But implants, for some reasons, aren't covered by my insurance. No, no. Um, I'll, I'll, one day maybe I'll but get you, it. But you have enough bone there for them to put the to put the the post in. Yeah, I would just figure with all the digging out that's gone in there. No, um, that is a ringing endorsement for your father's <laughs> dental work. <laughs> I don't think right it's practicing anymore. Uh huh. And. Uh, you know, it's clear to me that mm-hmm. your father didn't like you very much. <laughs> that might be the case. <laughs> the other thing I get from that is you get what you pay for. Yeah. So you paid nothing. I paid nothing. And, you know, you got stuff left in your face. That's right. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, you can't, you know, don't look a gift horse in the mouth, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. 
Um, you know, the other thing is, is like while cloves do work as an analgesic mm -hmm. and it's been a, a, a commonly used for dental pain for thousands and thousands of years, yep. uh, you should always get it checked out. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, those are all good things we've learned from that story. But that most is. importantly, what we're getting from that story, Noel, is today's topic. It's teeth. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's How right. to get rich with them. You yeah. got plenty in your head. Yeah. And one of the things you don't do to get rich off of teeth, apparently, is have children and do their dental work. No. Because you get nothing for that. Nothing but grief. They're going right. to have a show, a radio show, <laughs> in a bunch of years. They're going to uh -huh. badmouth you. That's right. Don't, uh, don't say his name now, because people will... Uh, will know this. Yeah. And they will be like, hey, weren't you the guy? Are you, are you Noel Deneen's dad? You did that to your own son? That's terrible. Uh-huh. So, Dr. Blank, don't worry. We won't ever mention your name on the show. That's right. You'll just be known as Dr. Blank Noel's dad. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, teeth, Noel. Yeah. Teeth are, you know, when, when we decided on this subject, I was a little wary. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know, like, how do you make money uh, off of teeth? I know. And I thought, you know, there's the obvious ones, you know, dentist in England, for instance. Mm -hmm. You can make a fortune, but you can't really mm -hmm. because it's National Health Service and you can only make so much money. Um, uh, but there's a lot of people with really fucked up teeth out there. Sure are. And uh, there's a lot of money in teeth, I found out. Yeah. And uh, I guess it's just time to get right into Let's it. Let's get to it. Do you want to start? I will start. Okay. Uh, so I had lots of ideas because my dad had a dental office in our house, and and actually for a while he didn't have an assistant, and he used to get me to like vacuum out people's mouths. Oh my god! When when he was doing stuff, so I've seen <laughs> a lot of dental procedures. When you were like ten years old? No, I was in high school. Okay. So so when I was like eighteen, still. Uh. And I, but I decided I was going to try to make it a little hard on myself, not not go for the obvious ones because I could. There's lots uh -huh. of them. I know them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, the one thing that get I get rich did think by about not hiring this, a dental assistant yeah. and having like four kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was, you know, once in a while I think about that. Like, what do these people think? But uh, exactly. no one ever complained. <laughs> Did you have to wear scrubs or are you just hanging out in your T-shirt and jeans? T-shirt and jeans. Oh, my God. Uh, Were they knocked out? Uh, that, not usually, no. That's insane. Yeah. That is something only a Canadian. They're looking at you in your T-shirt and jeans doing, oh, Canadian scrubs, eh? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a Canadian tuxedo, yeah. but scrubs. Yeah. Um, yeah <laughs> I cannot believe you just sat there going, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, I decided not to go there, but uh, the one thing that I did take from my dad mm -hmm. uh, is that he had a dinosaur tooth. And I guess, you know, as a dentist, it's a point of pride to have a dinosaur tooth. Uh, and I always thought it was the coolest thing ever. It was a real dinosaur tooth. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, awesome. There has to be ways to get rich with dinosaur teeth, right? So I looked into it. And I looked into buying and selling of dinosaur teeth, <clears throat> and uh, what came up a lot is that there was apparently a really big scam with dinosaur teeth, and uh, in particular, Moroccan dinosaur teeth and dinosaur fossils. Mm -hmm. And there were lots of, from Morocco, fake 
dinosaur fossils, dinosaur teeth that came from there. And then they all got busted. And all this money people had spent ended up being worthless. Mm -hmm. Right? So you've got a dinosaur tooth you paid top dollar for because it's Moroccan. Cream of the crop. (laughs) Uh, no, they, there was this whole thing right. going no, I, around where it's like there was so many in Morocco that the farmers would find them and just throw uh-huh. them away. They wouldn't even, right? So, uh, turns out they were garbage. Uh-huh. Uh, so then I started Googling like dinosaur tooth scam. Uh-huh. And you get two results there. You get lots of Moroccan fake dinosaur teeth. Mm-hmm. And you get lots of fundamentalist Christians... <laughs> Claiming that dinosaurs aren't real, right. and so dinosaur teeth and dinosaur fossils mm-hmm. are all fake. Right. Uh, so let's so. Uh, I I also did see several online forums where, as I said, it was people that were trading stories of how they had these fake dinosaur teeth mm-hmm. and lost money because, you know, it's not like a dinosaur tooth is a million dollars or anything like that. Uh-huh. But, uh, but they lost. A hundred percent of their value right. once they're yeah. verifiably phony. Made out of wood or that's right. So this is what you gotta do. You buy dirt cheap fake dinosaur teeth. You you find the people on these forums that mm-hmm. are out there mm-hmm. complaining about how they were taken by a Moroccan are there actual forums for people who is, is, is there's like there's like uh, fossil forums and things like uh-huh. that and then uh, you know the, you you can Google it and they're out there there's people bitching about right okay the dinosaur teeth yeah, that yeah. they got taken on so find these people buy their teeth for nothing mm-hmm. they'll be happy to get any of their money back happy to get anything right and you make forms saying these are fake dinosaur teeth. Here's this person admitting it's fake. Here's proof it's fake. Mm-hmm. Wh- whatever. Look, it's made of cement. Uh, wh- whatever it is that makes it fake, you put it on paper, you print it on a form, you take these, and you sell them to fundamentalist Christians who want to use them as educational <laughs> aids for their homeschooling, <laughs> uh-huh. for their Bible <clears throat> groups, their politicians making uh-huh. points, whatever it is, and they can use this as evidence that dinosaurs never existed because the world's, whatever, 3,000 years old, mm-hmm. and that's the way to mark up a fake dinosaur tooth. It's true. I think when Mike Pence did his, when he spoke in front of the, uh, in front of the house and, and, you know, to allow uh, or to stop evolution being taught in schools uh-huh. and saying that since it's just a theory, all theories should be taught. If he had had a fake dinosaur, a tooth. fake dinosaur tooth, he could hold up yeah. to show that not only is it just a theory, but these aren't even real. Yeah. It would have made all the difference. Uh, you know what? For him, I'd sell them for a special price. Uh-huh. One made of rubber, so it even wiggles when he <laughs> waggles it around. Could throw it itself. Yeah. And then those will be like, that's not a dinosaur yeah. tooth. That's like clearly a... Like the rubber chicken of dinosaur teeth. <laughs> rubber it's chicken. A gag dinosaur tooth. This is what it's come to. Yep. This is how much those evolutionists are trying to pull the wool over their eyes. Yep. They're not even trying with this. Yeah. Look at this wiggle, wiggle, wobble, wobble. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, I think that's a ridiculous idea. (laughs) I think it's great. (laughs) I didn't say it wasn't great. It's just ridiculous. But sure, I mean, and there's a lot of fundamentalist Christians out there 
that would be happy to buy that to uh, show as proof to their kids. You see this, kid? This is a certified yeah, fake Yeah, here's the paper tooth. that says it's fake. Uh-huh. No, that's good. I like it. Um, yeah, uh, that is one way to get rich off of teeth. That's the best I th- way. I feel like it may be a little bit of a flash, that one. Like, uh-huh. you, you know, eventually... You know, those fake dinosaur teeth will eventually get passed down. You you got like a one-shot deal there mm. to sort of, uh, uh, but you can make a lot of cash quickly. Then you fake your like. own dinosaur teeth. Fake your own and, death. And you, and you say, by that point, you're an expert in, uh, in, in, in fake dinosaur in teeth. Authenticizing uh-huh. fake dinosaur teeth. Authenticizing. Yeah, authenticizing. Authenticizing. <laughs> Authenticating. Uh, <laughs> and you're an expert at that uh-huh. point. And so you've got the name. And you can just, at that point, Make your own fake dinosaur yeah. teeth and sell them. You and can with you your can, own paper saying you can call yourself the official authenticizer of fake dinosaur yeah. teeth and trademark that phrase. Um, there's lots of ways to pull the wool over people's eyes. Authentosaur. <laughs> That's a combination of an authenticizer, a dinosaur, and a connoisseur. Yeah. Oh, of God. which none exists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I like it. You know, uh, it's funny that you. Not funny, but but when we were in Morocco a couple years ago, uh, I hadn't heard about the fake dinosaur teeth, but fake argan oil mm-hmm. was a big thing in Morocco. You had to be very wary of, because argan oil is a Moroccan product, and it's really big in the beauty industry, particularly hair. Okay. Uh, for uh, And I, it comes from like the argan tree. There's like a nut, and it's one of those things like the civet cat eats the coffee beans and then shits them out, and then they grind the coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is sort of a similar thing. The, the the some animal eats these argan nuts and then shits them out uh-huh. and then they collect Jason. them. Jason, Jason, and the argan nuts. This <laughs> is a dude named Jason. Jason sits there eating yeah. the argan nuts. That's where the whole thing came from. Yeah, the whole idea of that that yeah. that that myth came from yeah. a guy who actually just ate argan nuts. You know what the cyclops is supposed to represent? What? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Yeah, brown um, eye. Yeah. <laughs> One brown eye that just gets stabbed. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then they squeeze it into oil. And it's like, you know, people love it in their hair. Oh, it's yeah. like in all the major companies have argan nut oil. <laughs> uh, but there's a big thing that you got to be careful that you're not just buying regular old olive oil or some other kind of shitty oil uh-huh. that they're selling you for. And, but it's really expensive, like the civet shit. Uh, uh, coffee. Yeah, it's super expensive because you know it can only be hand pressed and collected by hand, etc. Cetera, et cetera. There you go for all you Jasons out there. <clears throat> That's right. <laughs> you can start eating argan nuts and shitting them out, and uh, you don't even have to necessarily make it. You can make it any kind of Jason turd oil. Yeah, eat any kind of nuts and then pick it out and squeeze it. You'll yeah. come up with something special. That's a little extra. Yeah, from get rich quick with Jason. <laughs> all right, That's so an Easter egg. I got one here. You're going to have to bear with me on this. Okay. This might be a little on the longer side, but I'm asking you to see it. I'll uh, give you the speed up sign when we need to. So I was looking uh, uh, for studies Mm -hmm. about teeth. And then I started to say, like, well, what's the relationship between poverty and wealth and quality of of teeth? Yeah. And in that process, I started searching things, and I, I came across this. So, so the first thing I came across was that in a University of California, Berkeley, researchers have done a brain study mm-hmm. on children who come from low-income homes and children who come from high-income homes. And what they found in this study 
which has been published. Uh, this is a real, real study. Is uh, they took a, a group of uh, nine and ten year olds, and the only difference between them uh, was in socioeconomic uh, status. And they put them in one of those uh, wiry hats. Okay. EEG machine. All That's right. what it is. Was it wireless? Was it Bluetooth? It was not Bluetooth. <laughs> <laughs> That's coming later. All right. It was not Bluetooth. You saw, I actually saw a picture and there were lots of wire and these kids sitting there smiling. Little do they know what the, this outcome is going to be for them. It's basically going to tell them that the rest of their life is going to be shit. Yeah. Because they found a huge difference in uh, cognitive reasoning. In the prefrontal cortex mm -hmm. of kids who come from lower socioeconomic situations and mm -hmm. higher socioeconomic situations, yeah, they what the the study did was they uh, checked brain activity, and what they did was they uh, watched a sequence of triangles projected on a screen. The subjects were instructed to click a button when a slightly skewed triangle flashed onto the screen. Uh, the researchers were interested in the brain's very early response within as little as 200 milliseconds or a fifth of a second. Mm -hmm. After a novel picture was flashed on the screen, such as a photo of a puppy or a Mickey and Minnie Mouse, and then the kids would click, and the kids who come from a lower socioeconomic thing were running anywhere from uh, a fifth of a second even up to a half a second slower than the kids who came from higher socioeconomic range. Okay. Now that doesn't seem like much. Yeah. But in the world of psychology and brain study, that's actually a huge amount. I don't. I don't want to poop on your uh, on your suggestion, but I have a possible alter alternative reason. Okay. All those rich kids uh -huh. had like say the newest Sony PlayStation, and were just used to like clicking and clicking and playing video games. So you think they were just clicking and clicking and playing video games? Maybe, but 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 go on. Maybe not. I'm um, sure this. Well, they did not come up with that. Conclusion. Okay. But, you know, your deeply scientific explanation <laughs> yeah. seems reasonable to me. I'm okay with that. Uh, a, a lot of that they, they uh, think came from the fact that, uh, well, one of the things they said, I'll just say that those from low socioeconomic environments showed a lower response to the unexpected novel sim stimuli that was similar to the response of people who have had a portion of their frontal lobe destroyed by stroke. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. That's so, more than just PlayStation. Right. And and they bring it back to the idea that uh, the kids don't have neural damage, no prenatal exposure to drugs and alcohol, no neurological damage. Um, uh, but the effect... Uh, means that the prefrontal cortex is not functioning as efficiently as it should be. The difference may manifest itself in problem solving in school performance, mm -hmm. right? And so they're immediately at a disadvantage in school, right? Because their prefrontal uh, uh, cortex is not functioning properly, left, right, not functioning properly, which is all your problem solving, all your stuff. They're getting lower marks. They're not getting into the better schools. They're not uh, uh, doing well, and they're not going to get good jobs. They're not and they're also uh, not creative thinkers to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. These kids, at least, there's the potential for a blockage of creative thought, which is the hallmark of entrepreneurialism, mm -hmm. as we know, yeah. as being budding uh, entrepreneurial uh, uh, forces. Forces. Thank you. Um, so I thought that was really interesting, 
right? And they talked about some things that could do. One of the things they think is that maybe they don't have enough uh, uh, parental stimuli, meaning mm-hmm. that they're not spoken to enough by their parents. They spend a lot of time alone. Yeah. A lot of these kids are latchkey kids because their parents are working multiple jobs or they come from single-family ha- homes where the parent is working multiple jobs, so their stimuli is generally television, um, uh, radio, but it's not necessarily a lot of uh, interpersonal connection. Okay. That is one thought. Not a given, not one thought. Uh, so I was like, okay, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And they say it's not the end-all and be-all because it can be reversed at that age, right? So then I was uh, looking uh, through some stuff, and I saw that uh, in a Wired UK article that there was a study done on prefrontal lobes where uh, there was a question about whether creativity could be unlocked in the prefrontal cortex. Mm -hmm. Um, In that what tends to happen, especially as we get older, um, theoretically, the left side is the side of the prefrontal cortex that that sort of organizes when you work on that and you start to take over and there's a possibility that could block the more creative right side, right? And what they did was they figured out a way well, not figure it out way. What they thought was maybe if we use electrical impulses to sort of stimulate mm-hmm. the prefrontal cortex, that we would get uh, quicker reaction times from people, and thus help stimulate creativity in some way. Mm-hmm. So they put a couple pads right on the prefrontal pre- prefrontal lobe area, uh-huh. just external, yeah. and they just kept up a low level. Uh, uh, electrical okay. stimulation so going on. Electrocuted the heads of children. Of these were adults. Oh, these were okay. adults. All these right. were not children. These were adults. And they found that surprise, surprise. They did similar testing as they did with these kids. A completely different study doing similar testing. Uh, and they found that th- after uh, several hours of having this sort of constant, very low level electrical impulse going through, that people's uh, uh, response time changed by as much as one second. Oh, wow. Which in the world of yeah. that is enormous, yeah. right? If we're talking 500 milliseconds to a fifth of a second to a half of a second is the equivalent of someone who's had major damage due to a stroke, the change of one second is enormous, right? So that's better than having to talk to someone, yeah. right? That's just like pop it on, pop it off. So then I was like, wow, that's really incredible. Now, what triggered me to sort of look at this stuff was I had found an article that was published in Newsweek of another story, of another uh, study, sorry, Uh that had taken place in London where it showed that one of the major differences between rich people and poor people in England Uh is the number eight, and that refers to eight teeth. What? By the age of 65. Okay. Lower people in a lower socioeconomic class in England have eight fewer teeth All right. than rich people. I'm, I'm one. I'm one on the way. <laughs> You're one on the way. <laughs> you are. You are. You are. You are solidly middle class in England yeah. right now. Um. Now, obviously, we know that that affects your ability to get a job. Right? You show up smiling, and you've got showing at least four or five teeth missing there. People are going to look at you a little differently, right? Yeah. They're just on the judgment thing, right? Um, 
but then there's the issue of oral health that goes along with it. Mm-hmm. You know, in, as you know from having an infected mouth, oh, uh, the worst. It's, it's the worst, and it can get in your bloodstream. It can infect. It can get you sick. You don't even realize it. It can cause depression, all that bacteria, etc., etc., etc. So, this was my thought. Okay, you ready mm-hmm. for this? I'm, I'm, I'm with it. All right. So there are a couple ways you can go here. Okay. The, we did a whole show on body modifications. Uh-huh. In that, we touched on biohackers. Yep. Right? Um, I kind of got into a little level of looking at biohackers, and uh, they're starting to do these these sort of... There's a lot of these DIY body hacker groups out there right now yeah. that are uh, doing body hacks um, where they're actually doing stuff that scientists aren't doing, like genuine, where they're implanting chips underneath their arms that can read uh, biometric stuff, uh-huh. uh, such as body temperature, and can aggregate uh, and and see if you're coming up, if you're going to be getting a fever soon, mm-hmm. um, and all this other kind of stuff. So this is my thought. So first thought, uh, body hacking biomechanical dental implants that will send low-level waves up into your prefrontal cortex uh-huh. to stimulate your brain yep. and get your cognitive perceptions back on track, yep. right? So what you do is, right, so all these... when So you know what it's like being, what are you, 46, 46 right? You're dead inside, oh, yeah. right? You've pretty it's much... Done. One of the reasons we do this show to give other people these ideas because you can't... You know you're yeah, done. That's you why we do get, nothing. Right. We just we, come up with genius exactly. ideas. Exactly. We can't get rich at this point, right? We're we're understimulated, overweight, <laughs> underloved, right? <laughs> and I think it's all because you've we've lived so long with uh-huh. these understimulated prefrontal cortexes that our creativity is just squashed. Yeah. Right? So if we were suddenly it's like the magic pill, right? The limitless pill mm-hmm. that everyone talks about, the movie, the TV show, everyone wants this. All these people want these biohack, these some sort of hack to get their brain functioning top notch. This is it. Yeah. Right? So you go to poor people, mm-hmm. right? Who are missing eight teeth. You offer to give them these things for free. Yeah. For free. No money. Well, not free. No money up front. Okay. So immediately you change their perception about themselves, which is always a good thing, uh-huh. right? Put in these new teeth. Suddenly they have a big, happy smile. Yeah. Right? Their frontal cortex is being stimulated. Suddenly their creativity is juiced up. Suddenly there's no end to the possibilities of what they can accomplish, right? Everyone, all these, all everybody you know who's poor, who falls for the Trump mythology, right? Uh-huh. One of the big reasons is because they think someday they're going to be rich, right? Even though they vote against their own self-interest in terms of taxes and things like that, because they, they think at some point they're going to be that guy. Sure, yeah. Even at 65, yeah. 70 years old, why not? Why yeah. can't I be that guy? Cut the tax on the rich, because in about a year, <laughs> I'm going to be... I'm going to be that guy, <laughs> yeah. right? Uh, you know, I have no relatives left, but in case there's a long-lost aunt that dies, that's going to give me $10 million. Yep. I don't want to give up any of that money. That's my money, Yep. right? So you give them this. They're, they're the, the fog that is washed over them. Right? Yeah. Is cleared. Lifts. And yeah. now they can achieve, right? What you do, though, right, in, in lieu of money up front, you have them sign a contract. All right. 
if they become the next billionaire, uh-huh. the next great whatever, 10%. All right. They tithe you 10%, right? So, yes, it's initial outlay on your part, but you're playing a long game All right, here. and we're getting trickle down 10%. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and what I'm saying here is you... It, first of all, it only takes one guy to become the next Bill Gates. Yep. Right? And if you do this with a nine-year-old who maybe gets his tooth knocked out, uh-huh. right, when he's wrestling around with his buddies or has lost his first tooth, or even a teenager who needs a root canal yeah. and needs a tooth implant, right, and you change his whole life, right, and all he has to do is sign over 10% of his eventual billions. Yeah. Right, and, and there's got to be some. Y- you don't pay a nickel until you get to a certain. Yeah, point. it's you. You yeah. you put a you put a minimum on it. Yeah. Like if you're a person who you hey maybe you're just making 150 200 grand a year. That's great. From where you came from, that's an extraordinary. No, you're good. You're fine. I'm mm-hmm. not going to touch your money. You get to 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 million where you're a player. Yeah, a player. Ten percent. Ten percent. Right. You only need like two or three people. If you think the amount of people you're going to do this for. Right, that are missing <laughs> teeth uh, of various ages that you're going to help out. Yeah. Right, so it's altruistic in its nature. Right, you really are helping them, and then the money comes. It's all good faith. It's all positive. It's like a paying it forward, paying it backwards kind of situation. Yeah. Um, so that that's the big one. That's great. That's, that's great. The big and one. and if they want to virtually ensure that they will <clears throat> get their money back, mm-hmm. give them the teeth. Turn them on to the show. Yeah. And the other thing you can do if, so say you don't want to be a trusting, you're not necessarily trusting, you're afraid someone, you can implant things into the teeth that will make them explode <laughs> <laughs> if you want, where you can trigger them. Yeah. You know, not necessarily explode. Let's not say explode. We don't want to, ki- we're not talking about killing someone. Okay. But like that will make the teeth crack. Yeah. So they'll have to be replaced, and suddenly they're like, you know, so when you read about them becoming the next Mark Cuban or whatever it is, mm-hmm. uh, and they're sitting up there, and you haven't gotten your check, and you've yeah. reached out to them, and they're telling you, fuck you, my lawyers are going to fight you, you hit that button while they're doing a, a, a press conference, yeah. or they're, they're hosting the next episode of Shark Tank, and suddenly their teeth split in their mouth, and all eight of those missing teeth holes are sitting right there. Yeah. Sheer embarrassment. Yeah. It it brings down their saleability. Yeah, uh, the uh, fog returns. The fog returns. It becomes a whole thing. Yeah. I mean, you can get back. It was like I remember talking to a guy I had met who had uh, done plastering on uh, on the Trump Taj Mahal when it was built, however mm-hmm. many years ago, and they had because of his reputation at that time as a guy who doesn't pay. Yeah, they had put uh, apparently what they did was is they. In all the seams where they do the papering, right, uh-huh. the plastering and papering, they would run uh, uh, dental floss down it, and it would come out at the end. And if they didn't get paid in a timely fashion, they would grab that dental floss and rip it up and destroy all the taping they had done. And it would run like a, a thing. And if the, when they did get paid, they'd go in and they'd trim it, mm-hmm. and then the flooring would go in. Right. And so and then no one would be able to grab that dental floss and pull it up like a little kid wouldn't be like, oh, what's this? Rip, rip, rip. Yeah. But they set it up. So this that that sort of little cracking, exploding, whatever it is, that's your dental floss. Yeah. In that situation. Yeah. So there you go. I wish there was a way people could do that with their vote. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's a fantastic idea, Josh. I like it very much. Uh, You know what else I like? What? Our newest segment, Mm -hmm. which is Josh and Noel sellout in which. Every week, we explore ways that Josh and I are 
actively selling out. But what's exciting about this week's... That's right. So, <laughs> you know, you've heard it all before. You want to give us money, you can go to the uh, RadioFreeBrooklyn.com, Josh and Noel show page, and hit sponsor. Half that money will go to us. Half that money will go to Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh-huh. If you want to give Radio Free Brooklyn money, you can go to <laughs> RadioFreeBrooklyn.com, and you can go to Patreon link and give them money. Uh-huh. But really, we're after sponsors, yep. and and we may be starting small, <laughs> but we're starting. But we're starting. We're in the ring. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So let's take a moment and hear from our newest sponsor. Hey everybody, are you in need of taking a class to learn how to do things better? Are you someone that does things wrong? Like, do you start your car before, wait a minute, do you start your car before you put on your seatbelt, wasting gas like a jerk? Or do you not unlock all the car doors before you get to the car like a jerk? If these things apply to you, then you need to take my class learning how to do things things right from Monty Lamonti, a positive influence in your life. Like a jerk for just $79.99 an hour, I can teach you how to do things right. Most classes are less than an hour, but you need to pay for the full hour. Reach me now or just Google my name, Monty Lamonti, and you'll find me and then message me. There it is. Yes, there you go. Our first sponsor, Monty Lamonti. Monty Lamonti. And as he says, don't be a jerk. Google him. That's right. Check him out. That's right. So uh, as I said, we're starting small, but we'll get big. You know, first Monty Lamonti, next Apple, Google, all of them. <laughs> Should we ask Google for some money since Google them has been said several times now? Uh, we might. You know, they. they <laughs> I'm sure with your logic, uh, we would. They, they got their idea from us saying their name. I. I no. I will. <laughs> See that doesn't work with my logic. Even with my logic, that doesn't work because how would I know what Google is? Okay. Yeah, I'm just saying. But we said it. It's they've gotten a plug. That's right. You know. Yeah. Xerox should pay us every time we say we Xerox something. Boom. Money. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But on that. That's right. So uh, we're the big time. We're making money off teeth. You're making money off teeth. But every week we also take a minute. To put the dentures down and find a different way to make some money. So if uh, you're brushing your teeth, if you're putting electric bombs in people's mouths, if you're uh, selling Moroccan dinosaur teeth behind a Baptist church somewhere, uh, <laughs> take this <laughs> minute. It seems so sleazy. <laughs> <laughs> take a moment. Listen to this. And, hey, kids, uh, I got cigarettes. Yeah. I got Moroccan fake dinosaur teeth. What do you want? <laughs> so uh, brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn, Josh. Please take it away. The Get Rich Quick Tip of the Week brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. One of the most common things I see when I sit down and do a business plan with somebody and they want me to look through it, I'll notice. I want to become a millionaire and I want to become a millionaire by this age. I say, great. And nowadays, if you pretty much want to write a book and have the book do well, uh, write a book and have the title millionaire in it, it's probably going to do well. So there you go. Write a book uh, and have the title millionaire in it. Boom. It's funny. When we had our our photo shoot happening here with uh, Ben from Lit Riot Press, 
afterwards, he kept saying, when you guys are ready to write a book, just let me know. Let me know. Yep, it's write coming. A book. And so uh, originally the thought was it was going to be entitled Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel, the book. Mm-hmm. But now it's going to be called, I think, and I'm pitching this to you, okay, Noel. We right. haven't talked about this yet. But Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel, millions. <laughs> Or just millionaire. <laughs> or just millionaire. Get rich quick with Josh and Noel. Millionaire. Yeah. Maybe we should say billionaire. Well, that's or, a sequel. Or trillionaire would be the third. That's a trilogy, in a, yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good point. <laughs> um, I was just thinking, here's another way to get rich. Uh-huh. Maybe make money a, a little bit. In, uh, along the same lines of what you were saying with teeth. But get actual real dinosaur teeth uh-huh. and hang out in the back of Baptist churches selling evolution to the kids they <laughs> come out right because kids want to buck their parents you can say hey kid yeah got a little proof of evolution here yeah. it's a real dinosaur tooth check it out check it out yeah you can have the carbon dating on it and yeah. everything first one's free that's right <laughs> get them hooked early man yeah. get them hooked on yeah. evolution before you know it <laughs> ah before you Cutting know it, the feet off those fish and they right. are studying the eye yep um, yeah. So, uh, what else you got for teeth, Noel? Teeth. Lots of money in them. Uh, so, I'm sure you've heard about this, about, uh, it's not something you really hear about anymore, but, <laughs> uh, people used to report receiving radio signals through their teeth. You know, you've heard that before, right? Yeah, braces and fillings and things of that nature. Yeah, exactly. It's always with fillings <clears throat> or wires and bridges or mm-hmm. stuff like that, uh, and nowadays, with technology the way it is, uh, it, it's pretty clear, at least to me, that what this is, it's almost like a, a Ardiff chip. You know, the the alarms on clothes mm-hmm. at stores and mm-hmm. things like that, that a, a, only under certain circumstances will some kind of a pulse go through it, and it can pick things up or transmit, you know. Uh, so... I thought, yeah, that's a good idea. I'll start there. I'll start looking into it. And uh, so I started thinking maybe uh, you could make teeth that give, like, notifications or even secret messages uh-huh. using the the bone conduction. Yeah. So you could have a silent speaker right into your ear. Mm-hmm. But while I was looking to, uh, at things, I came across a story, a great story, about Lucille Ball. And in 1942, she had some temp, temporary lead fillings mm-hmm. in her mouth. She was getting lead. some work done. Lead. Yeah, lead. lead. <laughs> she had temporary <laughs> lead fillings. Uh-huh. And uh, while, I don't know, maybe they were working on a bridge for, I don't, I don't know why, why they okay. were temporary. Yeah. But they were maybe just because they were lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you know, lead to mercury doesn't seem like a good timeline there I in know. terms of fillings. <laughs> but yeah, the next guy's like, no, we can make it with uranium. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just put pure arsenic right in your mouth. Yeah. Uh, so uh, she had these temporary lead fillings and was driving home from the studio and. Uh, her fillings picked up a radio station, uh-huh. and she heard ads, she heard the music, she heard everything, uh, and she even went to go change the radio, and it wasn't on. <laughs> what are you going to do? So she went back and had to- told everyone at the studio this. A week later, she was driving somewhere else, 
and she heard all these beeps and started telling people uh-huh. and uh they were all like this was 1942 yeah yeah they're like no that's morse code uh-huh so they went to the authorities told the authorities and apparently they found uh someone's gardener had built in like the basement of the you know garden house or whatever uh-huh. a uh radio station he was a japanese spy Sending Morse code over radio. No way. Uh, well, way or no way, I did look it up on <laughs> Snopes. Uh huh. And Snopes does not disprove it. They say it is undetermined. Uh huh. So it's not disproven. Uh huh. But it, regardless whether it's true or whether it's just a Lucille Ball tall tale. Uh huh. Uh, it, it so put, this is before she was really famous too. She didn't. Get famous, famous till the Lucille Ball show. At yeah. that point, she was just like a, a yeah, you know, she was a low end actress. Flapper in the background. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, uh, it put put an idea in my head. Okay. So I used to work uh, at a bank mm-hmm. with uh, <clears throat> a lot of really good programmers. People very well versed in Unix. One of the guys I work with was uh, one of the in Unix. Yeah, in people with no testicles. <laughs> waka waka. No, what are you talking you about? You don't know what a Unix is? No. It's a computer language. Oh, uh, so <laughs> <laughs> it's an operating system. It is basically what a terrible name the operating, for an operating system, system. Everything else has been based on. <laughs> uh, you, have you heard of Linux? Yes, I've heard of Linux. Linux is basically just a version of Unix. Oh, okay. Uh, so, uh, is it because Mac the... OS is now based on Unix? Okay, it's got is a it... Unix core. Okay, um, is it called Unix because the radio waves that come off of it sterilize you? Yes. <laughs> just checking. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you got it. First try, it was amazing. Uh, <laughs> but like, like, what, but but these guys were really good with computers, uh-huh. and they were all just young and having a good time and getting paid a lot of money. These uh-huh. guys, uh, like, one of the guys was. A big fish head who would go all around the world secretly recording fish shows uh-huh. and also believed in, like, you know, we should do away with money. Uh-huh. He became one of the founders of BitTorrent. Of course he did. Yeah. So, so he could trade his fish shows uh-huh. for no money with other people. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so these guys would do all sorts of, like, very high-tech pranks. And one of the ones they would do is uh, they would somehow reverse the polarity on your computer speakers and use your speakers as microphones. And so I looked it up, and apparently you can do it with all sorts of uh, speakers you can turn into microphones. Mm -hmm. So what we got to do is we got to figure out how to pick up the signal using that kind of art of technology Mm -hmm. And use people's fillings not as speakers of radio stations and as Morse code, mm-hmm. but we're going to flip the Lucille Ball script and we're going to catch spies by turning their teeth into microphones oh. that we are going to pick up. The U.S. intelligence budget is over five or $50 billion yeah. a year. Yeah. And we want a piece of that. Yep. There's very little unsolved here <laughs> of this equation. <laughs> so you just got to piece the, the rest of 
how this works together. <laughs> just the, the rest are like how you figure out it's a spy, how you get it into their teeth. No, you don't have to get anything into their teeth. You're using fillings. Our, right. No, but, our, our diff is, is a wave, right? Right, so okay, but you you're... Gotta, oh, so you're flipping the script, but... but or Artif isn't a wave, but Artif is a, a chip's reaction to a wave. Okay, but but what my whatever my point is, however you're, uh, you're doing this, so uh-huh. they don't use metal in fillings anymore. Uh, okay. So that's problem number one. Well, we'll see. They, they use... They, the amalgam fillings aren't metal, right? They've uh-huh. taken... They're removing everyone's mercury. Oh, surprise, because it's poisonous. Yeah. They're moving everyone's lead. Yeah. <laughs> because, surprise, it's... Yeah. I'm wondering if all this... Uh, she thinks it happened because she was hallucinating from, <laughs> from all, all the, the lead, lead poisoning in, in her body. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a distinct possibility. Well, but you know what? I bet you they're not using amalgam in uh, Russia. I bet you're not using uh, amalgam apparently they're using in concrete. North Korea. Apparently, yeah, apparently using they're concrete. using concrete. <laughs> um, no, I imagine they're not using amalgam in North Korea. I imagine yeah. they're not using anything in North yeah. Korea. I think your teeth just fall out in North Korea, unless you're in the upper echelon and you go to China. Yeah. China. 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 You're using metal. Where you're using metal. Okay. Yeah. But, so, but my point is, yeah. how are you... Figuring out who's the spy and how are you picking up these waves off their metal? You can just—that's really just, the question. Well, you just got to figure out the exact conditions that caused these uh-huh. people to hear so the you're, radio. You're just doing a mass sort of wave thing. If over you want, everyone. you can do mass, so, or you could target. Okay, I see what you're saying. I got you. All right, so someone's just got to come up with the technology to pick up these. You got, you got to figure out what was making the the radio right. happen in these people's heads. Right. Then you got to be able to create those conditions with a ray gun or something like that <laughs> and then you flip the, flip the, flip polarity, the polarity and you instead of hearing the radio station mm-hmm. you're hearing them tell secret government secrets right. i like it i think it's a good idea big money 50 yep. billion dollars yep i'm with you <laughs> With you, yeah. What do you got? Uh, on that note, you could do the same thing. You could sort of figure out a way to flip that and turn it into a uh, telephone receiver, and uh, and uh, 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 telephone sender out. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, so people could have conversations. You could in their head. Yeah. They could. Well, that was my actually, original idea. People was, would was actually the bone talk. conducting tooth. Right. But but it would. But this would be send and receive. Yeah. Right, so you could do that, and and you could have conversation like you could actually whisper on a train, and people wouldn't have to hear your whole fucking conversation. Yeah, but while I'm you're I'm, I'm down getting the fifty billion, and then after it gets it gets discovered, <laughs> well, you're then not we getting fifty billion. You're not you're getting just 10%. like Velcro came getting, from the space industry. You're getting ten percent of fifty billion. Yeah, and I should say we're getting ten percent. You're well, getting five percent. Uh, we have listeners all over the world. Yeah, that's, that's only fifty billion in America. Okay, that's true. So every country out there can be doing this. And we get ten percent of all their intelligence well, budgets. Well, but it, that's only in theory. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> yeah. theory. I don't know, Putin. I don't know if Putin's going to be sending us ten percent. Yeah, he Putin, give like, us ten percent. Seem like a trustworthy <laughs> guy. Yeah, no, that's solid, solid, solid janks. Yeah, um, I'm okay with that one. Yeah, what you uh, got? Uh, so my last one. Uh, Quick and easy. All right. So uh, I don't know if you've ever. So we all know about grills, right? Yeah. They are the custom made. Uh, fronts that people get 
that all the famous people, particularly it started off kind of very popular in the world of hip hop. Now you see it in fashion shoots and now you see it in sort of wannabe gangster white people throwing them on. Mm-hmm. It's making its way into high fashion. They're much more. It used to be just like big, bulky, diamond encrusted, solid gold things. But now they're 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 a lot more subtler. And mm-hmm. and you see ones that are sort of just maybe a little thing that ends up between the teeth or just on the edges of the front of the teeth, things like that. Uh, very millennial in its way. And, and uh, you know, you're seeing some very stylish, fashionable people wearing fronts, right? Mm-hmm. Very expensive, though. They, minimum, uh, the cheapest pair of fronts you're going to get, uh, custom fronts you're going to get, is going to be like $200. Okay. Right? And that's, while it's not, not a ton of money, mm-hmm. you know, for the average person, that's, that's a lot of money. That's a coin. Yeah. So I was looking on uh, on uh, uh, an episode of Toddlers and Tiaras, mm-hmm. which is a uh, show on, I think, TLC, where... Uh, it follows little minuscule girls who do beauty pageants. And, you know, these four, five, six, seven, eight, nine-year-old girls, are, they either have their first set of teeth in, a lot of them have little gaps in them, and they're little tiny teeps, teeth, and they get these things called flippers, mm-hmm. which are basically pop-in-and-out veneers, Yeah, right? And it makes it look like they have a perfect set of teeth. Now, <clears throat> for full disclosure, uh, my wife, Deb, who at one point had uh, a lot of spaces in her teeth as an adult, uh, was wanted to get those gaps closed, could not afford braces or uh, uh, Invisalign, and ended up getting flippers. And mm-hmm. she went for the fitting and the whole thing. And they were super inexpensive, especially compared to the other options, mm-hmm. right? Now, there were some functional issues that she had where you know she didn't wear them all the time and there was a little issue with a little bit of a lisp when she would talk with them because she wasn't used to them for a while. Uh-huh. Uh, but then she would get over that the more she would wear them. But then I was looking like, well, are there fashion flippers? Why aren't there fashion flippers? There uh-huh. should be fashion yeah. flippers, right? There are fashionable grills, right? Um, and I looked it up, and flippers come in white. They're just made to make you look like you have a good set of teeth. Okay. Right? So I was looking at, and I saw... Uh, I saw a thing somewhere that was sort of exposing the eyewear industry. And apparently there's a company called Luxottica. And 80% of all the glasses you purchase yeah, in all, this country all, all one company. are all coming from one company. Yep. Sunglasses, N- yep. prescription and glasses. Not only that. So even if they basically license out names... You know, major things. So if you if you're wearing a pair of Prada glasses that you paid six hundred fifty dollars for, mm-hmm. they're, they're it's Luxottica frames. Yeah. And if you went someplace and bought Luxottica fr- frames for forty five bucks, yeah, those are the same frames that look like these Prada frames. Yeah. Chances are they're the same exact frames, just with Prada smacked on it. Yeah. Luxottica also owns uh, several of the major brand. Uh, Eyewear companies mm-hmm. uh, like Pearl Vision, yep. Sunglass Hut, oh yeah, all owned by Luxottica, yeah, yeah, right. So it's an incredible monopoly that they have there. And I say to myself, why can't you do this with flippers? Yeah, why can't you uh, m- uh, brand flippers, Louis Vuitton, Prada, yep. uh, uh, Armani, yep. uh, have it? Blast it across the flippers. You can put various jewels in the flippers, so uh-huh. it looks like you have perfect white teeth, and then like an inc- jewel encrusted yep. tooth right there. Bling. Yeah. Whatever it is, but I think flippers are the next big thing, and I think I think, so. I think uh, uh, doing stuff like that is the way to go with it. So that's it. That's that's my and last that's, idea. That's, that's a fantastic idea. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. So uh, all these ideas put together at this point, 
you're being crushed by money. Crushed. It's it's literally yeah. It's literally killing you. It's just sitting on top of you. It's so heavy. That's right. Uh, so what are you gonna do with that money? You gotta do something with it. So, Mister Josh, brought to you by Freighter from Brooklyn. Please take it away. The world's most expensive smartphone cost a staggering $16.5 million. The gadget in question is a unique handcrafted piece called the iPhone 5 Black Diamond Edition. The home button is a 26 karat black deep cut diamond, while about 600 white diamonds cover up the chassis with 53 additional diamonds recreating the Apple logo on the back. The logo's foundation is made out of solid gold, and the screen is layered with sapphire glass fully resistant to damage. The only flaw this luxurious creation has is the additional 23 grams it weighs. It's currently owned by a Chinese businessman. Do you know what the other flaw that it has? It's the five? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, it's still the most expensive one. Uh-huh. I, like this whatever aggregate thing that I saw that was a list of the most expensive things in the world. It was published in August of this year. Oh, wow. So that is still the most. Ex- so there's this guy like not wanting to give up his five because of uh, because it's a. Uh, Seventeen million dollars. That's or right. You know was. what? I don't want to give up. I what? don't want to give up. You listening audience. No. So if you want to get in touch with me and give me a, a hug or tell us an idea for a show <laughs> or rules to judge our, our schemes by, you can tweet us at GRQ Josh Noel. Uh, you can email us about that hug for Noel at GRQ with Josh and Noel at gmail dot com. Or you can reach us on Facebook at Facebook slash GRQ Josh Noel. You can go to iTunes. You can rate. You can review. You can tell your friends. Yeah. You can get a billboard and put our name on it. That's right. You can do it on Stitcher, too, if you're an Android listener. That's right. You can. Uh, Stitcher or uh, Audio Boom. Audio Boom, podcasts, yep. all sorts of things. Yep. Uh, so uh, we know our ideas are great, and we would be willing to quit our jobs and take out loans and better futures, but how do you know that our ideas are as fantastic as we say they are? It's because Josh scours the internet of rules for getting rich quick, of which we judge our schemes by yep so josh where are rules comes from this week uh how to get rich eight steps to make your first million dollars by jeff hayden yeah, uh good. rule number one stop obsessing about money yeah don't think about money think about tea yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> um number two start tracking how many people you help even in a very small way well when you're giving out free teeth yeah. That's going to be taking the fog away, yeah. the limitless pill in tooth form. you got to know where they're going, what's going on. You definitely need to put a GPS in there so you know where they're at at That's all That's right. Time. And when, when you're an intelligence agency spying on people and giving us billions of dollars, mm-hmm. it's nothing but, yeah. yeah. Number three, see making money as a way to make more things. Yeah. You know what those things are? Dinosaur teeth. <laughs> or money. <laughs> that you're making out of cement and just shucking off on people. <laughs> Go. And uh, I guess finally, make it your goal to do one thing better than anyone, and that would be fixing people's teeth. <laughs> yeah, teeth. <laughs> teeth. <laughs> so uh, once again, surprise, surprise, we are 100%. Ciento per ciento, you are without a doubt getting super wealthy super. on teeth. So yeah. once again, for Josh. And Noel, don't spend all that knowledge in one place.